You're listening to the CISO 500, sponsored by MasterCard. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa J. Abdullah, better known as Dr. J, Senior Vice President and Deputy Chief Security Officer for MasterCard, CISO Ambassador for Cybersecurity Ventures, and your host for today's CISO 500 episode. I'm here today with Paul Connolly, Chief Security Officer, Vice President of Information Protection and Security for HCA Healthcare. Welcome, Paul. It's so glad to have you. Thank you. So good to be here. I always start the CISO 500 episodes with a, how did you get where you are? So how did the Paul Connolly become the Paul Connolly other than being named at birth? How did that happen? How did you become a CISO just for starters? Very convoluted path. (laughs) I've had no strategic plan to get me where I am today, but I actually majored in agriculture. Wow. I have bachelor's and master's degrees in agriculture and somehow landed a job at the National Security Agency way back in 1984, which was kind of the beginnings of what we call cybersecurity today. Back then, that term didn't even exist. That's right. CISO did not even exist, but I had the opportunity to kind of get in on the ground floor and learn the basics working at an agency that, you know, one side of it is intelligence gathering, the other side is trying to protect our system. So I was on the protect side and had a huge break in my career. And I think of my fourth year there, I was selected to be part of a big assessment of the systems at the White House, Mm. the national security systems. And we wrote a pretty scathing report. And one of the recommendations was you need to put somebody in charge of information security So the director of NSA was tasked to send somebody on a two-year assignment to the White House to get things started until they could hire someone. And I got sent down to do it. And then it turns out that they liked me and wanted me to stay. So I ended up staying nine years and got to serve with three presidents and was the first, what they called information security officer for the White House, which was just incredible. Still, you know, fairly young in my career and working at the White House traveling around the world, being with the president, all these high-ranking people, just amazing. Wow. So you have immediately shot up to like one of my favorite people. We have a lot in common. First of all, I did not start out in cybersecurity. I started out as a radio DJ. So your agriculture background has me like floored at this point. I'm like, wow, that is super, super cool. And I own a farm. So we have a lot to talk about after this. I also started my career at the National Security Agency. So I'm a certified cryptologic engineer through NSA. I kind of fell upon it. And maybe we'll talk about that, you know, at a different time as well. But I think these experiences are great because it really shows the diverse backgrounds that you have to have or that are needed or that are valued in the cybersecurity field. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be a mathematician. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to fit in a specific box. And I really, really enjoyed hearing your diverse background and how you, you know, kind of brought that in. It is a learned field, right? And it continues to evolve. And so as I think about continuing to evolve, the question that I hate is what keeps you up at night? What's your burning topic? But it's so relevant. So now we're at the end of the year. We've talked about different perspectives, different backgrounds. What are the things you think are hot topics for CISOs like now at the end of the year? I'm going to claim post-pandemic, 
Okay, I'm going to claim that and say into next year, what are the hot things we should be thinking about? Well, I work in healthcare, so it's been an interesting ride over the past two and a half years. And part of what we're trying to do as an organization is just get back to normal a little bit. So there's a lot of kind of pent up demand for new ideas and innovations and new technologies. So one of our big challenges is, is just how do we integrate with that and make sure that our organization's getting to do all these great ideas, but do it in a way that doesn't expose us and our patients to risk. Absolutely. So that's kind of a big general category. But to me, it's that sort of that pent up demand that things have been slowed because of the pandemic and maybe the economy. And there's this just desire to charge ahead. So how do we fit into that? Yeah, it's really important and actually makes me think I have a lot of things going on in my head when you talk about being from healthcare like you have been on the front lines. And so, you know, like we normally say, thank you for your service to our military veterans and things like that. We have to now recognize the service that healthcare professionals, that people who support healthcare, whether it's from a, you know, on the front lines or the technology aspect of it all as well, whether it's a lab as well, all of those aspects are so important. So I thank you for your service. And I know the hard work that you have to do because I used to be the chief security officer for Stryker. So I am with you, Paul. I know exactly what you're thinking of and how you feel, but it really makes me think about end users and our culture and cybersecurity awareness, a cyber aware culture. How are you looking at, are you looking at the end user differently because you're in healthcare and that end user may not just be the end users in your company. It may extend further to customers. Are you all thinking about that and looking at that any differently? I think you have to look at each one uniquely. We've got physicians and, and nurses who need to be heads down, focused on how they care for their patients. So how we approach them is very different than how we approach a colleague on our IT organization or somebody in the financial part of the organization. So I think the big lesson that we've learned is, is to try to meet whoever the target is of your message, try to meet them where they are. If it's a clinician, make sure you're hitting them with quick bursts of information that's very relevant to them and not distracting them from their job to take care of patients. If it's an engineer in the IT organization, you can have a whole different kind of conversation. Right. But I do think you've got to think about your audience and segment them into unique groups and target that particular group as opposed to just a big blank message. You know, that resonates with me so well. We do, as I, I'm saying, we as an industry do this blanket let me tell you this about cybersecurity and expect every single person to understand exactly what you're saying. And I agree with you, targeted messaging, being focused on who your audience is and applying the message and, and that communications to that audience. I think it's super, super important. So I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that. I want to pivot just quickly to hard problems. We have so many hard problems in cybersecurity, in technology, just in general. They're hard problems to solve. What is your funnest hard problem? What's the thing that you're like, yes, this is hard, and I can't wait to sink my teeth into it? You know, you warned me you are going to ask that question, and I don't have a good answer. But <laughs> if I can I give you two, two examples, and, and I get the feeling that you know this because of your background, but 
when we have a brilliant new medical technology, we just cannot wait to get it out there and, and apply it for our patients. So that's a huge challenge for us to make sure that we're not deploying something that could create risk. So that's just the kind of challenge that makes you want to jump up and say, you know, let me at it because we know that it's something that's going to do good. So we want to make sure that we do it the right way. Yeah. The other thing that I would say, and this isn't exactly answering your question, but user awareness and kind of workforce behaviors is so critical. We have 275,000 people in our company. So we've got to reach each one. And, and we have found that doing it in a fun way is sort of the secret sauce. If, if you can use humor, if you can catch people's attention, you know, last week I was filming a little video where I was dressed in a tuxedo and it was like a James Bond theme. <laughs> I've done other videos where I've been like Clint Eastwood beating people up and stuff, but people remember that and it catches yeah. their attention so that it's a fun way to address a tough problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's those things that will sit and resonate with our end users as well. We And we've got to make it stick. I think that's very creative and that's a great way of making it stick. Now, you know, I sent you a message and I said, here are some of the questions. And I know you were really, really wondering, what was I going to ask in CISO 500? What didn't I ask that you wish I would have asked? That's what I want to know. What did you think I was going to ask? I never know. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of your podcasts. You, you cover a wide range. Um, you know, it's really nice to be part of these. The CISO community is such a sharing community. I feel like none of us are competitors. We're all fighting the same fight. So I appreciate you doing this and just sharing information. I love to hear what others are doing. I get so many great ideas by listening to what people at other companies are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being here. I'm going to leave you with the final word, and I'm going to ask for one piece of advice that you would give other CISOs. I think the biggest thing that I've learned, I, I've been a CISO twice now, and the biggest thing that I've learned is that you've got to understand the objectives of your organization and keep that in front of you and then figure out how do you make security work to support those objectives. At my company, we're about taking care of people in hospital beds and other clinical situations. So I can't come up with rules or guidelines that are going to get in the way of that. I've got to figure out how to make that work. And going back to a point you made earlier, that's where diversity makes such a difference. Getting people who bring different perspectives and different backgrounds, having five different views of the same problem helps you get to the best possible solution. So I think that's just an important way to approach it. So many different areas we can go in. So many different things I could say to that. But I am going to let you have the last word. Thank you so much, Paul, for being with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You too. I'm Dr. J, your host for today's CISO 500 episode, joined by Paul Connolly, Chief Security Officer at HCA Healthcare. To learn more about HCA Healthcare, go to www.hcahealthcare.com. You can listen to all of our podcasts at cybercrime.radio. Thanks for listening to the CISO 500. Today's episode was sponsored by MasterCard. Learn more at mastercard.us.